All right, we are accepting calls this hour from time travelers only. If you have traveled in time or you are presently a traveler to this time, then we want to hear from you. Otherwise, the phone lines are closed, but for that group, they are certainly open. Uh, with that in mind, uh, top of the morning to you on the wild card line. You are on the air. Hello. Hello. Vince Agnelli. That's who it is. It's Vince Agnelli. I don't hate Vince Agnelli. What's up, Vince? How you doing? What's going on? <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Um, Mr. Steve Poikin in is here. What is going on, sir? What's happening, Billy? How you doing? How's it going? Oh, I'm doing fantastic, bro. Listen, I, um, I, I did America Unplugged, which is a, a roundtable show that I do with Tony and Don, right? And then I was going to piggyback and, and do your show, but I forgot I gave it an hour in between until you mentioned it and i'm like oh shit and i cut off a hell of a discussion in order to do it <laughs> but hey steve poikinen is here hey listen this is let me introduce you to tony uh have you ever met tony i don't know if we've officially met or not but familiar yeah it's tony arterburn uh uh he yeah, owns I'm familiar uh, with his show it's good it's good to meet you steve you right. too tony you he too. owns free world uh dot fm you know, and uh, and a wise wolf, gold and silver, and he was on uh, on Infowars. He fills in for David Knight. He does it all. He's a jack of all trades. You know. Heck yeah, heck yeah. Thank you very much for for doing the free world thing, and then for you know giving me the opportunity to come on and make some noise once a week. I, I, oh, we love having you. Real, really, really appreciate the effort. And, and uh, I'm looking at all the names uh, of the other hosts, and it's like all of my friends. And I was talking to Billy, the people that we were. You know that we know from uh the aftermath.fm days and all that kind of stuff it, yeah it's really cool oh man and thank you for thank you for offering to do a show you know he he's uh there's no reason uh for for mr poikin uh to to come do it he's just doing it out of the goodness of his heart man and i thought that was really dope of you man and 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 chris thank you guys I, we we love to have you man um welcome to the infinite fringe i guess i should do a formal transition from America Unplugged to the Infinite Fringe. So for everybody listening on the podcast, after the fact, what is going on? It is the Infinite Fringe. Greetings and blessings to all of you. My name is Billy Ray Valentine, Billy the Kid. I got Tony Arterburn with me right now. I don't know for how long he's going to be here, but he's here right now. So I want him to say hello to the people. We're live on Rockfin. We're live on YouTube. So we're saying what's up to everybody there. This is unprecedented. Uh, 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 this hasn't been announced. Um, but uh, over on the podcast, this is dropping tomorrow. Tell them what's up to the tell, say what's up to the people over on the fringe, buddy. Well, I I finally got back on the fringe after all this time. It's been forever, <laughs> and uh, my still my favorite show. I got to be on my so this is great. Unfortunately, I do have to go because uh, we went so far past my usual time allotted on America Unplug. I have to call my my team and Branson has been texting me the whole time. Oh so unfortunately, I'll, I'll have this is the only bit I'll get to talk to you on. Well, we'll bring you back before the end of the year, and we're doing a UFO show, and we're we got doing a UFOs, financial and then, show, 
and then and financial the stuff. Show. Okay. Right. And all of it. All right, man. Thank all you, right. man. I got, I'm glad you got to meet Steve, man. I am too. Hit me up anytime, Steve. Thank you for everything you do. Heck yeah. Have an awesome day, Tony. Later, Thank buddy. Mr. Poikinit, ladies and gentlemen, first time on the Infinite Fringe, right? And and I've known Mr. Poikinit for quite some time. Our our paths have crossed, you know. But but you know, r- r- recently, you know, we, we've been we've been in contact semi semi weekly. I, I gotta say, you know, and it's yeah. it's a pleasure, right? And and he's had me on AM Wake Up, and and everybody knows that show, right? Uh, if you if you don't go over there and and listen, he does it every day. You know, he's a, he's just a warrior. He gets up and 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 he knocks this stuff out. It's I, mean, I don't I don't know how you do it, quite frankly. Um, but uh, but I'm glad that you do and and you provide a, a platform for so many people who uh who want to uh you know express uh alternative ideas and and you know this whole thing is under attack, which is the reason why we we created FreeWorld.fm. You know, and 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 we love that you're here. But in his maiden voyage on the infinite fringe, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Steve Poikinen needs no introduction, but I'm doing it anyway. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Say what's up to the people. I am doing fantastic, Billy. Thank you for having me on. It's awesome to be here. I got a lot going on today. And I'm just it's one of those days where like you wake up and normally I'm just happy to be here at all. You know what I mean? Right. And, and, and today it's like, you know, I, I have multiple things to look forward to. And I, you know, helped an old timer move yesterday. It got a uh, free washer and dryer out of it. And just <laughs> sort of like good karma cycling all over the place. It was really cool, man. Well, good to know that now you can wash your clothes. Right. With a better dryer. This right, time. Right. The dryer sounded like the dryer sounded like there were a couple of like angry dwarves down in a boiler room whacking on pipes and shit. It was rough. <laughs> well, glad we got that sorted out, buddy. Listen, man, um, you you you're doing your thing on AM Wake Up, right? We we all know that. Um, you're gonna be doing a show on Free World. You actually did your first episode on 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 Friday, which is yesterday. Uh, a lot of you will be hearing this on Sunday, and right now is Saturday, December second. It's almost the end of the year. We're gonna talk a lot about uh, um, about a lot of things with Mister Poikin in today. But I want you to give a breakdown of what your new show is supposed to be. So uh, I have a, a show called The White Phillips Show. Uh, and, and if people are at all comedy fans or Patrice O'Neill fans, this is a, a direct homage to Patrice O'Neill. Patrice had a show called The Black Phillips Show about a decade ago. Um, nobody on the show was named Philip. Nobody on my show was named Philip. Uh, <laughs> It's uh, uh, a, a tribute to one of my personal heroes. Uh, and what I hope to do with it is just, you know, help form a more complete picture of the world that we live in. Right. Uh, and there's a number of different ways that I'm going to try to approach that. But uh, most of it, it involves, you know, primary source material whenever possible. Um, direct conversations with people who have proven themselves to be reliable um and jokes jokes we're gonna do jokes the funny voices sounds sounds great man what what, you know i can't i can't wait to uh to tune in i tuned in a little bit a a little bit on uh on uh, on friday i was running around like a maniac all day as you know you know um but uh but it sounds fantastic i can't wait i didn't know that you liked patrice o'neill so much 
Yeah, man. I there there's a handful of comics that that the way I feel like there's some people that are put on earth just so that you know you're not alone in your thoughts uh, the way that you see things and stuff like that like there's people we can all point to as like okay well this person kind of allowed me to realize that i could you know develop this thought process or that i wasn't the only one who felt like that there's a handful of comics that resonate with me like that bill hicks george garland patrice o'neill richard pryor and uh and, and that's about, I mean, that's like, that's about it. That's about right. the list. Um, and, uh, and, and I feel like Patrice is one of those guys who, unless you're just a, a hardcore comedy fan, never really got his due or the respect that he did. So anything, I'd be mean, anything that I could do to, you know, people who haven't been exposed to that material, whatever way I would, you know, do that a little bit too. He was raw. Patrice was very raw, bluntly honest didn't give a shit what anybody thought about anything. You know, he, he just went ahead and said it. Um, I have a friend that reminds me a lot of Patrice O'Neill. What's up, A-Track? Um, a lot, right? So you'd probably like him quite a bit, but whatever. I want you to take the same energy. I want you to take, uh, you know, the, the, the same approach to, to this interview that we're having here. And you say whatever is on your mind, whether you agree or disagree, doesn't matter, right? And, and uh, I want your thoughts. Uh, yeah. Everything that's going on in the world today, I want your thoughts on Elon Musk. I want your thoughts on Tucker Carlson, and I got to tell you, I'm not a fan. I'll tell you ahead of time, okay? I want your, <laughs> I want your thoughts on, on the election that's coming up in 2024 and how that is going to, you know, uh, affect the alternative media. Not only, I mean, not, of course, the world, right? Because it's it's a it's a worldwide thing, but uh. The alternative media in particular, and I'll, I'll give you my thoughts of, of what I think uh, has gone on as a result of all of this, that that as a result of 2016, it's in my opinion, it's been the co-opting of the of the all media. We've we've been completely co-opted, in my opinion, but we, we can go down that road. All right. So pick whichever you want and we'll start. You can take Tucker. You can take Elon. You can take the election or you can give me something else. What do you want to talk about? Well, let's I. I guess let's start with Elon because start with you. uh because that's sir. Well, yes, and he I mean this this also directly involves both Tucker Carlson and right. the election and a number of other things too. So it, it works, it's a great place to start. Elon Musk is, is a subsidized defense contractor who comes from blood emerald money and is not your friend and doesn't care about free speech. Mm. Uh yeah, he doesn't even own Twitter. Banks and a Saudi own Twitter. He's really? the front man for it. He took a whole bunch of loans for it. He hasn't paid back any of those loans. It's not his company. But everybody thinks that he owns Twitter. And everybody thinks that he's the richest person in the world. And everybody thinks that, well, not everybody, but far too many people in the media sphere and therefore far too many people in the public sphere right. feel like he's on our side. And time and time and time again, uh, not only does he prove he's not, but the people who fund him are never historically not even once on our side no i i don't disagree with you man. i i completely agree actually man um and and a lot of people think that he is you know on our side right it's a, a limited hangout to say the least right they, they think that he is some somehow a beacon of free speech right that that's why he bought twitter and that's why he's done what he's done and and he's been very outspoken about things here in the alternative that we 
speak about here in the alternative media, conspiracy uh, style uh, things that he's been uh, putting out there. And I mean, I, I don't trust him, you know, because uh, on one end, he says he says that AI is the deadliest thing and it's going to be the end of humanity. And then he's trying to put a, a chip in your brain. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 double speak to say the least. Right. But uh, I, I, I don't know what type of operation he's trying to run. I just know that I don't like it. Right. I, I, I don't like what he's doing. And so many people are falling for it. And I think inevitably. Elon Musk is 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 a symptom or or yeah, it's a symptom of 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 a, of a widespread virus that's going to just take over everything. And, and uh, the, the more the more we move on, we're, we're going to see it. Right. And people are going to look for this and want this. They want the technology. They, they want uh, the comfort that comes with it. They, they seek it. Right. And Elon Musk is, is offering that with a Neuralink. You know, they're saying that is it's going to maybe be a, a cure of sorts for something like Parkinson's, which is welcome. Right. But it's like a Faustian bargain. What's the other side of it? Go ahead. So it, what people always forget, uh, and it's because we don't want to acknowledge it. But people always forget or overlook the fact that that Elon Musk claims to be the richest person in the world. He is part uh, of a, you know, transnational business elite or at least a faction of it that is constantly fighting with various other factions of this international group of elite for a little bit more power, a little bit more control of this group. Want to hedge, you know, your bets here in this thing. Got to push the market that way. Uh, they're uniformly with each other when it comes to making us bear the burden of their mistakes. They're uniformly with each other right. when it comes to, you know, uh, tightening the, the grip around our, our basic human rights, our fundamental natural rights, our basic human liberties. Um, but the the main point is they don't care about us. Elon Musk is never going to wake up wondering what somebody who makes, you know, 2250 an hour hanging drywall thinks. It's right. never going to it's never going to enter everybody in that world is just we're we're human capital. That's what mm-hmm. that's their own words to describe us, human capital and mm-hmm. unnecessary ears. So once you realize that the people in power just will never give a sideways damn about you. It's a lot easier to see everything else. And it should be a lot easier for us to to work yeah, at least together or in tandem on similar goals like counter economics, getting away from this technocratic prison grid that these goons are, are trying to establish for us. Do you think we have, and it's fine if you don't, I'm not going to call you black pilled, you know, like it's, it's, it's either either we do or you don't. Do you think there is a way out of this technocratic prison? We've of course today? I do. I do. I, I was done being black pilled like 20 years ago. Right. I was. Uh, and uh, there, you know, it's it whenever there's upheaval, chaos, whether it's real or manufactured, there's unlimited potential and unlimited opportunity. And we have been in a period of mass manufactured confusion that has the post consent 
Yeah, everybody talks about uh, the the manufacturing consent book. And that was what, 30, 40 years ago. Consent mm. got manufactured a long time ago, at least right. when, you know, as the ink was drying on the Patriot Act. And that was a long time ago. Right. So we've been put into this position of manufactured confusion where we've got a 24-7 media cycle that gives you 800 different angles of the exact same PSYOP. And maybe within that one of those angles is somebody going, hey, by the way, this is a PSYOP and you shouldn't <laughs> fall for it. But but it's, you know, that's like drowned out in the noise quite a bit. Right. Yeah. So when people are when people are put into a, a constant state of confusion, and they're effectively rudderless. They're just out there, you know, drifting and, and waiting for shit to bubble over so they know who to align with because they've got no stability. They've got no foundation. They've got, they're just a ball of confusion. So what they're looking for is somebody to grab onto. It seems like they have some sort of idea what the hell's going on. And here comes Elon Musk, just like Albert Pike said. People need a hero. We're going to provide them one. Well, Elon Musk is a hero for some people. Gavin Newsom is probably a hero for some people. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. And, and so we're just constantly giving people from the class that by the sheer dent of them being in that class makes them not care about you. We're constantly presenting people with people from that class to represent us. And that's just, it's fundamentally impossible. There may be moments, and this is where people get stuck, where situational interests align. And you'll hear a billionaire or a politician say something that you've been saying for a very long time. And you'll think, I can't believe that I agree with fill in the blank. Well, you don't agree with fill in the blank. <laughs> fill in the blank has found an opportunity to say something factual, fill-in-the-blank agrees with you in this instance. But take ownership of your thoughts because they're trying to get ownership of your thoughts. Take ownership of your beliefs. Don't farm them out to anybody who agrees with you situationally. That's giving up your agency immediately. Right, right, right. And it, it's funny. That, that, that resonated with me. Um... I, I was a long time ago. I'm a, I'm a fan of hip hop, as, as you are, you know. And I, I was just sitting behind my computer. This is years ago. I think it's I don't know, 2010 maybe. Sitting sitting behind my computer, listening to Jay Dilla while I did stuff. Right, big fan of Jay Dilla. Instrumentals, right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and I bumped into just digging for different things. I bumped into Nujibes. Are you familiar with Nujibes? I heard it a few times. Right. So, and it's a Japanese producer. He's dead now. He died in a car crash. Um, didn't know nothing about him. By the time I got to him, he was already dead. And I was like, oh, this is really cool, you know? And then through them, if you know this, I'd be very impressed. But nobody knows this, so don't worry about it. But through New Jabez, I bumped into a, a, a group called Specifics from Canada. Okay. I'm going to send you this. And and I loved it. I was like, "What is this?" Right? And then and I and I went to Apple Music, and it was there. And I started listening to it. That is the first thing that I can say that I liked on my own. And I'll tell you why. Right? Everything else comes from an external source, even though that did come from an external source too. But I, I had to look for it. 
all the other music that I was exposed to was through the radio or uh, or or the television, right? They largely dictate your thoughts, whether you know it or not, right? Um, whether it be politically or or pop culture, it, it it doesn't matter. We're bombarded by it at this point, and this is why sometimes I find it hard to come to terms with: Are we ever going to get out of this? Because it's so pervasive. Right. It's 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 all around us. And I, I came to the realization, I'm like, I love I love a lot of different type of music, but it, it all came from the mainstream. I was I was I like it, but they gave it to me. Mm-hmm. That was the first group that no one knows about. Right. Because I mean, even even if you're into the underground, somebody's into it. Right. And you're into that underground scene. This was something else altogether. And I was like, I really like this. And, and a, a few years later, I was like, that is the only thing that I can point to that I can legitly say I really like on my own. And that's really sad. But but it's it's hard to come to the realization. But it's I think it's something that we need to come to as individuals. Everybody needs to realize how we're being manipulated here. Right. And the amount of manipulation that's being used against us. And, and, and that's, that's why I am very, very like, uh, I don't want to say skeptical. I, I love that you said that we can get out of this. And, and I want to believe that I asked Clyde Lewis once I had him, I had him on the show and we spoke and I asked him the same question I asked you. And I'm like, what do we do? He's like, nothing. We can't do anything. We are done is what he told me. He's like, it's over, you know? And, and, and I, I, I loved that answer because it was so candid. But I love your answer because it gives hope. I want to be able to to get out of this prison that we've built for ourselves. But are we going to be able to do it? And I don't mean individually. I don't mean you and me. Or I don't mean our our sons and our daughters. I mean as a people, as a whole. Do How do we separate from the amount of comfort and convenience that they are going to offer us to become a part of this prison. Well, this, this is what I would say to that. And, and it's, it took you, depending on who you talk to <clears throat> anywhere from, you know, 65 to 7, 6,500 to 7,000 years right. to six and a half million years or billion years or whatever to get to this point. We, we didn't get to, Clyde Lewis throwing his hands up and saying we're done uh, overnight. Right. You know what I mean? That, that took a very, 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 very long time. Yeah. And wow, the the people who are, you know, these like bloodline sociopaths and people in positions of perceived and real power, um, while they've done a, a pretty good job of implementing the framework for this this technocratic freaking prison grid. Um, what they haven't successfully done is broken the collective spirit of humanity. They haven't done that. And you've got to be very, you know, Clyde's right to, to a point because it's not like there's anything to go back to, you know, we've all sort of come to, to some sort of understanding that, that whatever we were, whatever we were sold is what America was, was sold to us by propagandists by and large that you know pockets of genuine people that are just trying to freaking get some shit done they're not trying to hurt anybody they're not trying to bother anybody those people exist everywhere 
It's when there's a third entity called government that asserts itself in between you and your neighbor and says, uh, you both have to pay me. Um, some of you have to pay me different amounts based on arbitrary reasons. Also, if you don't, we're going to throw you in our dungeons and then we're going to take back the stuff that you bought with the money that we couldn't already take from you. That people start to get complicated or much more complicated. Right. And I do think that we've progressed or evolved or ascended far enough as human beings for the most part to to where we you know, we have a, a more nuanced view of how relationships work. We have a more nuanced view of how complex systems work. Yeah. Uh, and that the, the insertion of an illegitimate hostile entity that only exists through force, violence, or threat of force and violence uh, is fundamentally unnecessary. Um, but then there's big cities, so it's complicated. You know, <laughs> where do you live? Uh, currently, I'm in gold country in Northern California. All right. That's a, it's not exactly a big city, right? No, man. I haven't. I, I lived in Vegas for about a year. That was as big a city as I've lived in for right. pretty much like for the last couple of decades. I don't I don't like big cities very but I'm I'm a freaking mountain belly, man. No, good for you. Yeah. I, I was that in my past life, I think, because I resonate with that sort of life. You know, but I, I, I love the city because it's all I've known, you know, so I, I love being out here and doing what I do. You know, I love New York. Um, when I was I a kid and yeah. I was 20, 20 years old. I lived on a fifth floor walk up on second and Hicks in Brooklyn. Fucking it was running up to like, uh, so you might know what I was doing, but I was running up to like 135th and Amsterdam every other day. And fucking we were having way too much fun. You know, I fucking <laughs> it, yeah, enjoyed being in a city when I was. Yeah out of pocket but yeah it's a little bit too much for me now (laughs) i got you i got you bro but yeah man like and and that leads us over to i mean we can continue to i mean i'm sure it'll intertwine the elon musk conversation with 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 tucker carlson because uh both of them are essentially working together at this point you know um and and uh a lot of the alternative media gravitates towards uh towards tucker um and uh what he has to say you know, and uh, and he's on Twitter saying it now. He has a massive, massive audience, right? And and it, it's funny because uh, it, here in the alternative media, we pride ourselves on not listening to the mainstream, right? We're like, we don't. But everything we get, as far as information, is from the mainstream. You know, we we may draw different conclusions from uh, from that information, but it's all mainstream information. Right. If, if we're going to source it, right, and we go back and back and back, it's probably from a mainstream source. So Tucker Carlson is out here um, pushing UFOs, and we spoke about this a little bit on Unplugged, but he's pushing UFOs, uh, quasi 9-11 truth now, mm-hmm. talking about, hey, you know, we can't talk. I want to question Building 7. You know, he's talking about all of that, you know, Um but I, I've I've never trusted him, and and I, I don't trust his motives. Uh, and I think I, I think uh, that that goes a long way, right? Your motives, your intention. What's your intention, right? Because like Don Don that was on the show, he he was telling me that you know 
he respects it because he's getting the message out there. But I'm like, why is he getting it out there? And what me- what message is he getting out there? Is he getting out anything relevant? Uh, or if, is he talking about JFK where no one's going to go to jail anymore? Right. No one's going to no one's going to go to prison over this. And, and now it's openly being discussed in the mainstream that there are other shooters and all this other stuff. Right. And and for 9-11 truth. Who who's going to get in trouble for any of this? Donald Rumsfeld is dead. You know, there's so many people that were involved at the time that that are, are no longer factors of this. You know, so who's going to get in trouble for him saying stuff like this? But what more importantly, why is he saying it? Why are they catering to the alt media now? Go ahead. The alt media. Okay, so you're you're absolutely correct in that going back to 2016, they engaged in a full scale war on the alternative media. Right. And and the the complete or near complete co-option of it began. Um, We've been talking about a thing on the the morning show and Chris on uh, his show, Rained Out Rantcast, played the full um, the full audio recording there was a a gentleman who's claiming to be a whistleblower years back in 2015 did a full interview about a couple of things called uh operation pogo Hmm. and uh operation zephyr and these are directly involving putting key people within places of prominence and influence in the independent and alternative media and then thereby like you know just capturing a new generation of internet audience and hurting them right back into the loving arms of the establishment and tucker carlson um i would love i would love to believe billy i would love to believe that he had an awakening and he's out on a vengeance but none of it lines up with the money as far as I know, he's still under contract with Fox until 2024. Really? Like, yeah. Wow. It, so he he's he can't go start like a new show. He's still shooting in the studio that Fox paid for. Wow. When he's doing those interviews and shit like that, Fox owns that studio. So I don't, I mean, I don't even know. I don't even know who we're trying to fool here, man. We're we're talking about the most popular cable news host in America. Right. You know, you who couldn't come from a more spooked up background who has, you know, helped sell multiple psyops on psyops on psyops who is now suddenly asking questions that any any journalist with integrity did ask and was asking years and years and years ago. Well, it must be safe then. And there must be some serious other shit coming this way. If the, you know, most popular cable show host in America, or it was last year at this time is openly discussing building seven is openly discussing people like Klaus Schwab and the WEF and being like, Hey, look, this is what they're planning on doing. Anyway, here's another distraction. Because <laughs> I've I've never heard Tucker, Tucker Carlson present a solution. I've never seen Tucker Carlson bring on anyone who who's effectively working outside of this, you know, technocratic tyranny. 
I I agree with you, man. Um, I, I I've I've never seen him do anything like that either. I only see him bring on people that are going to stir the pot more, that that are going to anger people more, and that are going to turn people against each other more, right? Divide the agents of division are are the people that 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 uh, he brings on that show. And listen, it's entertaining. You know, to, to sit down and you should be listening. I listened to him and Steve Bannon the other day. John Brissom sent me that. Shouts to him. I listened to uh to Tucker Carlson and Steve Bannon. It's one of the most divisive shows I've ever heard, you know. But but uh but that's what it serves to do. But it concerns me how many in the alternative media relate to the message and and why they targeted the alternative media in the first place. I haven't come to a conclusion as to why that is. I I I I have several avenues that I want to explore about it, but I don't I don't I can't pretend to even know why. Why I, they've, they've us in particular? Why us? Why did they do this? I mean, the most obvious answer is that we pose a legitimate threat. Mm-hmm. That that you know, I mean, we've we've heard trickles of quotes over the last you know hundred or so more years uh, of these predator class goons saying, "Man, if people ever found out what we were actually up to, they'd storm. Right. We'd be done." You know, um, we've heard all of them be like, "Oh yeah, no, if that if I had it my way, I'd prefer to be a dictator." You know. Because that's just it's more effective governance. <clears throat> um, but I I think that I think that people have been so conditioned to believe that the world works the way that it does because we tried a bunch of different ways before that. And this is what we've settled on after however many hundreds or thousands of years of civilization <laughs> that that works out the best. And, and that we're still there's still far too many people less now, fortunately, but still far too many people operating under the delusion that people in positions of, of power have their best interests at heart right. or are at least not actively trying to screw them over every day. Right. How long have you been involved in the alt media? Uh, I started Slow Newsday five years ago. I was writing for a handful of different, uh, now long defunct, and then a couple of better known uh, outlets for uh, since like 2007. All right. So the better question is, how long have you been aware of of what's going on here? How, how long have you been aware of? Have you been onto the information? I I I got uh, I got turned on pretty early, man. I had a, a older brother, eleven years older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't really grow up together or anything, but with, as I started becoming a teenager, he was coming around more and shit like that, and he got me into uh, legitimate hip hop, old school hip hop, old school punk rock. Um, and, uh, I started going to those shows and stuff like that. And I would see the food, not bombs crew at, uh, at like all ages punk shows. Um, and they always had pamphlets and literature and shit like that. In 1993, I got, uh, given a copy of behold a pale horse, uh, and my whole world exploded. 
you know, <laughs> and, and, uh, and I mean, and I was shit. I was what? 15, mm. 1993 or something like Damn, that. So right? yeah, like right, right from the really, like I got Guinea pigged with LSD when I was 11 and 12 <laughs> and shit like that. And I mean, it was, you know, it pretty much as, as soon as I could walk upright, it was pretty obvious that shit was weird in the world. And we weren't great kids. <laughs> right. You know, we had a lot of run-ins with authority in general and the police and stuff like that. And we got a, a pretty good uh, idea of how justice worked as kids when right. we saw rich kids get away with shit scot-free everybody right. who was poor got punished three times harder and all that right. stuff and then if you were black you got punished even more and, you know <laughs> and it was like well this is fucking weird i don't right. that none of this makes any sense but we all watched it go down i think it's somewhere along the line we we all made an internal decision to not live that way as grown-ups right. uh, but i don't i don't think there were nearly enough of us and i think that a lot of us got sucked back into the mainstream because you got to pay rent you got to pay a mortgage but you got to buy food got to right. pay bills i mean yeah it's what it's what we have to do to survive right i mean i do that you do that everybody does that the reason i asked the question is because and and from the sound of it you've been involved longer than me you know you, you you've been in into into the knowledge long, longer than I have. I mean, I, I've 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 gone in several different directions since somebody handed me "Behold a Pale Horse" in 1998. You know, but um, but that was the inception. The the, the seed was planted then, right? Um, but do you remember a time when it wasn't cool? amongst what is now known as the alternative media to support the right or the left? Do you remember that? Or am I freaking losing my mind? I remember a time where we were totally um, disengaged with the political process. When we, we, especially Alex Jones used to say it often, and I've been listening to Alex Jones since 2005. I don't, I don't so much anymore, but um, two, two birds on the same, uh, I mean, two wings on the same bird, two sides of the same coin. It's the same thing. And I, I remember so much of us would not associate and we would hold that worldview. Say, wait a minute, they're not good and neither are them that's largely fall into the wayside. And, and I think, uh, I don't think I know, or I, I think I know anyway, that, that what, what they've pulled off here is they, they've, they've reincorporated us into the system, into the left, right paradigm, you yeah. know? Um, yeah. And, and I'm, I'm generalizing, of course, you know, it's what not would you, all of us, but what would you point to for, for when that happened, man, um, to be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to work that out in my mind. But um, for me, it was Occupy Wall Street. Why? Uh, 2011, 2012, 2010 to 2012, you had um, you had the immediate co-opting of the Tea Party. Right. Right. In 2010, 2011, Occupy Wall Street happened at like basically the exact same time. And uh, all of the people who put for the past like three to four years yeah who who were independent media like it was esoteric knowledge 9-11 and fucking cryptids right that was basically it right 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 right. that was basically it and 
the everyone who came to Occupy trying to talk about 9-11 was immediately, you know, that was going, hey, look, this appears to be a government operation. Hey, look, maybe we should reconsider some of these tactics. Hey, look, they're just testing out all of their new gear on us. Maybe you don't want to, you know, the, it was, uh, it seemed like that's when the political boxing of where your ideas were of what your ideas were for me at least it started no, to happen excellent. yeah no 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 that, that that's a great i never looked at occupy as as the starting point were you there in oakland yeah you know okay i i was here in new york I, I went down several times to see what was going on there and it started off one way and it ended up completely another you know it and and i saw that happen in front of my eyes you know but but that is that is that is one of the the i think it's a milestone event uh, a pivotal event in how we got to where we are today and I, I never i never incorporated that in my frame of thinking um i i first i've gone back as far as the clinton chronicles for me you know um and and uh, that made me look at the left even though i didn't look at it that way at the time I was looking at the whole, right? All of them are bad, but I'm like, damn, the Clintons are pieces of crap. And they are, right? <laughs> at least I think so. You know, but um, but it's it 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 led from that to greater conspiracies because we already had it, we already had it ingrained in our minds here in the in the alternative media that the Clintons were pieces of crap mm -hmm. and what they were capable of with the Clinton kill list and all of this stuff, right? Then we got to Gamergate, which was a bit different. And I think that's when when um, when Steve Bannon realized what he can do because yeah. he was a part of it. And he realized he's like, wait a minute, you know, he, here's how I can start manipulating. And then Pizzagate and Pedogate came into play soon after that. And that incorporated the whole Clinton narrative. You know, and right in the middle of that, sorry YouTube. to interrupt, but right in the right. middle of that was the YouTube, the first YouTube ad apocalypse. Tell me about it. I don't I don't remember. Tell me. Where they, they went through and they shut down all of the fucking channels. Right, right. right. Um, right on the heels of the Gamergate thing. Right, 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 right. Okay. And then they when they when you know basically like when they announced what their policy was going forward, there were a number of YouTube channels that were like grandfathered in. And we're still getting preferential treatment in the algorithm and they were still getting all of their ad revenue and stuff like that. Right. But unless you were part of their like satellite, you were freaking just stomped on. Right, 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 right. No, I get you. You're right about that. And and, and I've, I've been trying to trace this back for a while. Like it's it's going to be my my theory of everything <laughs> at some point when I get around to it, you know, but but just doing it in my head. Um, on on how it goes, and I, and I I completely looked over Occupy for some reason. I'm glad you brought that up, but that's when I think it 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 started it started happening even way back when the conditioning of the mind of of the of the of the individual that engaged with the ideas that the that the alternative had to offer, right? And it's it was like a softening of the, and I was I'm fully I can speak about it because it happened to me. You know, so I'm, I, I am not excluding myself from the process. This is what happened to me, mm -hmm. you know, so I was conditioned in order to maybe believe or 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 give give credence to 
or, or, or at least hear out some conspiracies uh, that came straight out of the swamp, straight out of, you know, of, of, of the, the people that we hate, the, the, the people that control. It came straight from them. And and now I think and I think that's the mass conspiracy, to be honest with you, that that most of the alternative media doesn't look at and they don't. And, and that's the genius of it. Right. When they talk about, you know, um, uh, the devil fooled you into thinking he doesn't exist. Right. Everybody mm-hmm. says that. Yeah. But I think about it and, and I use it in, 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 as a frame of mind for for what's going on with us. It's like we are supposed to be the truth movement. We're supposed to look at all of these things, but we don't want to have anything to do with the truth. When, when, when we look at the real conspiracies, let's go, let's go freaking look into some of this stuff. No, we, we don't want to, we, we want to sit in the left, right paradigm and point at each other and, and, and sit in the stands while, while, while the true players, right. Whomever is, at the top of the ticket for the Democratic Party and the top of the top of the ticket for the for the Republican Party, whomever's been chosen to be there, they're the ones that are playing the game. We are watching and supporting, you know, and 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 that's where we were supposed to be. We were trying to get out of the stadium before. Now we're we're jockeying for seats. Well, what we're jockeying for are seats in the broadcaster booth. Hmm. That's what people are jockeying for now. Tell me about it. Go, go, go deeper so, into that. What do you mean? Because there's, there's a, there's a, apparently, you know, a, a like fairly uh, well-established pathway to relative fame and fortune in the independent media. Ah. And it's, you go hardcore one way for a political party. Yeah. As soon as an election happens, you come out, you denounce that political party, you blame that political party's like whatever their key figure was that you were touting for your disillusion and you go hardcore the other way. You do that for a couple of years and then you're like, oh, wait, obviously I've been peddling you the exact same bullshit I was peddling you four years ago with a different color jersey on. Now, I guess they're all bad. Well, they're all bad, but we're just going to sit here and describe from the broadcaster's booth in our seat of elevated professionalism. We're going to describe how bad it is. We'll give you a play-by-play of how bad it is. And if you subscribe to the Patreon, we'll even tell you who funds some of the bad (laughs) stuff. But never once. Good, good, good. Never once are we going to tell you anything about what you could do to get yourself out of it. Right, 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 right. I couldn't have put it better myself. That was fantastically put, you know, and um, and yeah, I mean, well, you and I and most of the people listening aren't jockeying for those spots. You know, I'd venture to say that if you wanted it, you'd be there. Steve. Yeah. You know, yeah. like if, if you wanted it, you would be there. Yeah. You know, um, Tony Arterburn, if, if you wanted it, he would be there, you know, I'm. I, I and and this was part of of the of the discussion that we had in on America Unplugged not too long ago. Um, I've seen it with my own eyes, you know, and and I've experienced it. How people that I thought were one way, you know, once it came time to get to get that money, once it came once it came time, you know, they abandoned their principles, you know, whatever they just you know, oh, can I get clicks? Oh, I'm getting millions of views now. Not thousands. I'm getting millions now, or maybe in the hundreds of thousands. Let me stick to this, you know, and and that's what it's become, 
right? And I feel like I'm out here screaming in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 you don't, you don't want that. And then um, uh, the the people uh, that listen to these uh, uh, would be pundits turn around and point at you like you're the one that's that's crazy. I'm like, I'm not digging in anybody's pockets, man. I'm not trying to take anybody's money, you know. But but uh, but that's the way it is. So that that's my my issue with all of this. But to hear to hear that you resonate is great. But to, to hear your your breakdown of it is also incredibly insightful, to be honest with you. I never really looked at it that way. You're absolutely right. Um, most people want to sit in the stands, right? They're fine with that. There's a lot of people, and that directly applies to the alt media, that want to sit in the broadcast booth and tell be, be the mouthpiece for the New World Order under the gaze. And I use the New World Order for lack of a better term, but under the gaze of of we're telling you the truth. And they may even believe that. that that's how far the mind control has come. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's the, the biggest conspiracy that we have to deal with that we're not looking at. The, 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 the mind control and, of course, the technocracy. Those things are real. They're provable. They're admitted. Completely admitted. But, um, I mean, we look at the technocracy quite a bit, but the mind control, we really don't. But anyway, go ahead. Well, there's a reason they make Muslims memorize the Quran, right? It's because Where did the I only, hear this? The I just only, heard this. Did you mention it somewhere? Because I just heard this. Um, I the, Chris brought it up the other day, I think, right. on the show. But I mean, it's it's because the jinn can't get to your thoughts. Mm. So you can be you can be totally controlled and possessed, but your thoughts are still your own. Right. So if they have, you know, so the the they can they can have the words God in their their heart and their head at all times. Is that even it, you know it's it's a, a helpful thing. But the underlying message is ultimately you still have control of your thoughts. You you do, and there. I mean, we've known this for a long time. There is a a legitimate war going on to, if not outright control our thoughts, at least manipulate them to enough of a degree where we become predictable, where we become stoppable, where we become complacent or so frustrated that we throw our hands up. And and so that's, I mean, that was one of the reasons why I was so excited to hear that you and Tony were doing free world because only people who have drive to make a difference are going to try to start a free speech internet radio station in the face of everything that's happened in the last few years. And it's only a handful of people that have conviction of character enough to go. It's so bad that if I don't do something about it, I'm not going to be able to fucking live with myself. Right. You know? And, And so it was hugely inspiring to see you guys do that. I oh, mean, we thank you for jumping aboard and helping us with it, man. Um, and and you're right. Like it's it sucks when when and I know everybody that's listening feels the same way, you know. And and so many so many people that 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 listen to to our shows have 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 done their own thing, you know. Have and and they're like, well, we need to do something too. And they 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 spin off and start their own shows or they start their own whatever, you know, which is incredible, you know. Um. So I know you're going to relate what, 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 with what I'm about to say, you know, but it's like, damn, it's me. I got to do it. You know, and it's like, that really sucks, right? Because I'm like, I know me. 
<laughs> right? I'm like, I'm the guy. I have to do it, you know. Um, and, and I'm, <laughs> you know, so I'm like trying to figure it out, you know. But but uh, but you know, luckily there there are people like like Tony and like yourself and other people in the alt media man. Um, uh, Charlie Robinson, good friend, you know, uh, David Knight, beast of a man, Don Jeffries, you know, Neil Sanders, who would say uh, your thoughts are not your own, you know. That's uh, and Neil is fantastic. I I love Neil. He was just on America Unplugged with us, and um, you know he he wrote uh an entire book. Uh, your thoughts are not your own, mm-hmm. you know, and and how mind control is 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 a thing, and you know there's, there's some thoughts are. I would like to think some of my thoughts are mine, you know, but but they're getting to a point, and b- back to the technocracy, and then we'll close out. Where you said it, you know that that we're gonna get predictable, but we we already are largely. They they they've all, they can they can map out what you're going to do with a ninety eight percent certainty, just because of your your social media footprint, right, and your cell phone data, right. They know how how many where you're gonna go, when you're gonna go there, what site you're gonna do, what you're gonna say, you know, and we've we've willingly given this information up we've been fooled into it but it's, we, we've willingly given this information up you're nodding your head what's up yeah yeah well and people you can take steps to not do this you can take steps to frustrate the people who are trying to track and trace everything that you do there i've said for years now man that we don't have privacy we have operational security and most of us don't have any of that to begin with right you know and, and so yeah there's there it, it is you know us slipping to a degree for sure uh and there's things that are being done in terms of the information that we put out there without thinking about it that that are happening without our consent and are definitely nefarious um but you can get a faraday cage you can slip your phone into a copper mesh bag yeah, you when can. you take it with you right. you can you know you can take you can have pre-recorded shit that you listen to, that you download, that you play on something that isn't connected to the internet. Almost all of this shit has to happen via Wi-Fi, via the internet. And so if you just take one or two little steps that probably seem inconvenient at first to eliminate, as you're not eliminate, but reduce the amount of data that you're giving up, you're, you're already... 10 steps ahead of everybody else. Right, right. Oh, man, you, you, you're absolutely right. Matt Landman shouts to, to, to Matt. Are you familiar with Matt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he sent me one of those pouches uh, that, that he sells, Spiro. Go mm-hmm. check it. It's good stuff, right? Yeah. Sent me the pouch. <laughs> I put my phone in it, right? And um, I come back. And I really didn't know what it, you know, I thought it was going to protect from something. I, I didn't know, right? I just did it. I put my phone in it. And I'm like, how come I'm not getting any messages? <laughs> how come I'm not getting any phone calls? Right? What's going on here? You know, typically my phone is going off. Like it's it's not emails, it's a text, it's phone, it's just going off. You get nothing, nothing. Open it up, take it out. <laughs> it's just like a, like a, a, a machine gun worth of information just coming in because that thing will block everything out. That pouch that pouch that he put together. 
it will just block everything out. So I mean, it blocks no, Bluetooth too, which is absolutely. huge because absolutely. no matter what you're doing, as long as you have a device that can right. connect to the internet at all, it's putting out a low level Bluetooth pulse at all times. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And and, and that's what I'm afraid of, Steve. You know, because e- even somebody that is as informed as I am, that's not to say that I'm very informed, but I just I know some of this stuff. You know, I have. Right now, in order to be able to communicate with you, I have about, I don't know, uh, a few thousand dollars worth of, of equipment that's, that's you know, putting off a bunch of radiation that's not no good for me. And I'm constantly in front of it. Yeah. You know, um, so I'm like, where, where, to what point do we disengage? And it's going to become so, so, I, I keep going back to the word convenient, but sometimes it'll be, what appears to be necessary, and I say appears to be, but but it, it it will it will come to that point where where people, your loved ones or yourself, will need the technology the technology to live. You know, you, you're going to need that, and we're going to take it. You know, and and but it's it's where do we go from there? You know, is it a bad thing? I don't think it's a bad thing, right, to, to to take it or whatever. But how further removed are we going to be from being human once right. we keep incorporating these things? Because it's a slow process. Well, right? then, then I mean, we'll be, what's up? Tell me. Yes, but look at look at how far away from organic heirloom humans oh. we currently are. Agreed. You know, and, and I mean, that's just through food and vaccinations. Right. The, not to say nothing uh, of plastic surgery or, you know, whatever, body augmentation, no, nothing about freaking, you know, cutting parts off or slapping more on because right. you watched the wrong cartoon one day or however <laughs> it worked out. I, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know how it works. Right. <laughs> but, you know. Um, we you, you take a look at you know, pictures of people even in the you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, where where there's just obviously people are healthier overall, right? Obviously, there's more testosterone in, in the oh, men, obviously, right. there's more estrogen in the women. You know, we're we're not those humans, and we've had our brains, a lot of us have had our brains out the womb rewired from generations of behavior modifying prescribed medication right so what does that do to you and i'm asking genuinely because it doesn't seem to be great you know generationally putting more like mind-altering prescribed behavioral modifying meds into people let alone the substances we choose to indulge in right that's got to do something to the species multi-generationally it's, it absolutely has. That's provable, right? That it that it has. That's not not debatable. Right? It it is a fact. Uh, not not too many things that we can go back and say are factual, but that that's totally factual, and uh, it will continue to happen. And uh, that's why I don't I don't know. You know. I, so I don't, well, and and I guess if you know if people find themselves in that spot, half human, half modified something, not not quite bio enhanced yet, but you know that you you know that you didn't like being human. So it would probably sound like a nice little offer to yeah. upgrade, 
Oh yeah, I'd like an upgrade. I mean, sure, dude. I would. I would. I've been walking around with a nylon ball in my ankle where my ankle used to be for fucking seventeen years. I, right. I would like you know to be able to have two functional legs. That'd be great, man. But I would not have this life right, right now by any stretch of the imagination. I would not right. be in this room. I wouldn't be talking to you. You know, I, I was, I had walked away from media for a while. I'd gotten fired by a pretty major publication and blacklisted for some things that I wrote during the, the 2008 election. And so I just sort of walked away right. for a while. Um, and yeah, dude, I'd, I'd probably have a moderately successful construction company at this point, you know, in a completely different part of the country doing, you know, fucking random Monday and shit. Yeah. Well, you know, um, uh, destiny is 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 a beautiful thing. If we if we if we let ourselves get taken uh, by it, right? If if we just uh, go with the current and see where it takes us, you know. How long did you spend fighting yours? I'm still fighting mine. Okay. Okay. I will never stop. I I, I don't. Do you have fear of success? I know this is your interview, but do you have fear of success? Um, I. I don't know. I, I've and 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 I, I can honestly say that like I, I haven't spent enough time thinking about that question. What I can tell you is, um, I've made radical changes in my life for the past five six years. That if I did not make, um, I'd be stuck, and I am no longer stuck, while I still have ways to go. You know, um, what is success? Right. I don't, I, I, my, I was talking to somebody very dear to me and, and I was telling them because they were telling me how, how, while they have a good life, they're still not happy because they haven't accomplished everything that they wanted to accomplish. And I told them, I was like, well, I haven't accomplished everything I want to accomplish. Right. And I don't want to pass right now. I don't want to die. Right. Because I, I have my two kids, you know, and my wife and 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 uh, I want to be there for them and I want to set them up. Right. But if I died today. I would be perfectly happy with my life. Because I'm, I'm I and and dude, I got a lot going on and, and not all of it is good, mm -hmm. you know, but. Yeah. And, and I'm thankful to God for it. I've I've come to a point where I think I understand that things happen for a reason. And even if they're not enjoyable and they're not pleasurable at the moment, well, they may never be enjoyable or pleasurable, but you'll learn from them. Right. And they happen for a reason. So I thank God for them. You know, I'm like, well, thank you for this bad thing that just happened to me. And, and I'm going to move forward with that. So in a way, I am going with the current. But sometimes I still try to swim to sure. You know, I, I still try to like, maybe if I do this, you know, like I'm not, I know I'm not fully where I'm supposed to. I'm, I know I haven't let go completely. You know, um, so success as far as money goes, I don't know. Success as far as life, I, I think my life is very successful. I love my life, you know, success as far as health goes. I'm, I'm not the healthiest guy in the world. I wish I was, you know, and I'm getting there, 
but but I, I think that's I think that's a part of life, you know. So I'm 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 happy with where I am, you know. Um, I I don't know. I, I hope that answers your question somewhat. Like I mean, it's it's the best answer I can give. I know it's not very conclusive, but it's a work in progress. In progress, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It does. It does. I have a question. Because uh, I've observed over the last few years of doing this that um, the people who who seem to have um, the... I don't know how to quantify this. I don't want to say the more pure intentions because it sounds weird. But that's effectively what I'm trying to say, right? You know, the uh, are ha, have almost all of them at one point in, in their in their career doing this have had the a little bit uh, of a taste of like big numbers, yeah, or what you know what it would look like to have um, a widely accepted show. Right. And then the realization of what that would mean in terms of the content that you would be able to produce, it so overwhelms your system that you become uh, almost petrified. I've seen people become almost petrified of like the thought of making it and what that might do to them that they don't necessarily self-sabotage but they intentionally go super hard on topics that they know are third rails for the mainstream Mm. because it's keeping it's it that's what's you know then they can be like well yeah no i I talk about this i can't be a part of that yeah 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 yeah. you know and it's just there's there's like a latent fear of success behind it that keeps them from doing a handful of things that would probably elevate their shows. Right. But not, and and not even to the point to where they would have to worry about their integrity, you know, but it, it's just this, like, I don't know, this like roadblock for, for a, a bunch of people that, that I've worked with over the years. Well, I'll tell you this to that point, myself included, by the way. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, understood 100, you know, and, and we've been in similar places. I went, when, when, when I was on, on aftermath, they, they they rolled out the red carpet for me. You know, they're like, we're, we're going to make you into the next Clyde Lewis. And they're like, we're going to pay you money to do a show, you know, three times a week. They wanted me to do five times. I'm like, I can't because I was in school. I like, can't do it. You know, I'll, I'll do three times a week. Um, And uh, you you know where that went. Right? That was it was total nonsense from the beginning. Yeah. Right. Um. You know, I mean, I'm sure they were well-intentioned. It has nothing to do with Clyde. Clyde was fantastic to me, right? So just to, to, to put that out there. Yeah. Um, my, my podcast was growing exponentially. And, and I still have fairly good numbers because people have stuck around. And I thank them all the time because I, I don't put out episodes consistently. But, but I, I thank everybody that listens and, and you know who you are and, and it's, it's still a good amount of people, and I'm I'm grateful for that. Um, but I got to a point where, and it, it it has a lot to do with what you just said, man. Like I got to a point where I was like, I don't subscribe to this. What's going on, right? I don't subscribe to a particular thing, and and I'm not going to, I'm not going to go along with it. Not not only am I not going to go along with it, but I'm going to speak out against it, and because of that. 
a lot of people left. You know, a, a lot of a lot of people left, and and uh, it 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 stunted my growth, pretty much. You know, and and I I've never I've never bounced back. I can say to to those type of numbers that I was doing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but I'm fine with that. I don't think it was that I was afraid to succeed because I really wanted it. It, it. It's what drove me a lot of times, seeing the numbers grow. You know, I was like, got to pump out another one, got to pump out another one. Oh, it keeps getting more, 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 more. You know, and, and I'm still doing it in the tens of thousands. But I, I could have been somewhere else altogether at this point. But I decided not to do that. I don't think it was over fear. But I mean, now that you mentioned it, like I've never spoken about it. I mean, I've never thought about it. So it, it could be something like that. But I, I don't think that was the, the case. I just couldn't go along with what was happening at the time. And, and I didn't, at least this is the way I, I, I yeah. feel about it right now. I couldn't go along with it. And, and I decided not to do it. And I didn't care if people listened or not at that point. And now I'm content to a certain degree. I'm sure if I start pumping out episodes consistently, I'm going to want to see growth <laughs> because like, like I said, I always try to, to swim towards, uh, towards the shore a couple of times and not just let the thing freaking take me downstream. You know, and that's, that's something I'm, I'm trying to work out. But, but uh, that, that's what, what you said that sparked it in my mind. I don't know if that's what you were yeah, trying to I get mean, Go ahead. Yeah, that's basically what I was getting. I I had never thought about it, and then um, a number of years ago, I was watching uh, Doc Ellis. Do you know who Doc Ellis was? No, he was a pitcher for the mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Pirates, and in 1970, he mm-hmm. threw a no hitter high as a kite on acid. <laughs> a legendary story in baseball. Right. The the Doc Ellis LSD no no, and he was talking about why. In 1970, 95% of the major leagues was on some sort of drugs. And he was like, look, dude, you get to a certain spot in your career, and then all the fears kick in. It's not only fear of failure, it's it's, it's fear of success, it's fear of, you know, a, a performance that you'll never be able to recapture again, fear of doing too good one day, because nobody cares the next time you show up, how right. good you did the last time, it, except for to compare it to what you're about to do. Right. You know, and, and so it, it was, you know, it's it's always it's, ever since I heard that it's just kind of fascinated me a little bit. And I did for a number of years and probably have too much latent of it. had a crippling fear of success because I almost got some right. like at a couple of different points in a couple of different incarnations. You know, whether it was through fucking music or writing or what the fuck ever, dude, it's, you know, there's been a handful of times where it's been presented uh, as as an, an avenue. Yeah. And and I know me and I knew me then. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll self-destruct much more quietly over here by myself. <laughs> well, you're doing really well, I would say. <laughs> You know, you, you, you're doing your thing. You have you have a a, a loyal and, and and large audience that 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 tune in. I tell you, when I go on AM Wake Up, I get people hitting me up, and I told you this privately. I get people hitting me up uh, all day. Oh, I saw you on AM Wake Up. I'm like, oh, well, thank you. You know that that that's really dope. So, uh, oh, yeah. you, you you've you've done your thing. So I I, I mean I, I hope you're not afraid of success because you're probably going to get some more. You know, I, I, I really, that, that's a hell of a question. It's something I'm going to, I'm going to sit with and, and try to, try to flesh it out. 
but anyway, it, it's been a dope conversation. Um, I, I, I want to have you back and, and talk more about all of this shit. Um, tell the people where they can find you and everything you're doing, buddy. AMWakeUpShow.com. Everything else flows from there. We're live Monday through Thursday with us. Fridays with the New Prisoners podcast on Rockfin and Rumble. We're live streaming that on Twitter. Uh, I have, uh, let's see, Y. Phillip, the Y. Phillip Show every Friday, FreeWorld.fm. Um, Slow News Day is inconsistent, but still happens on Sundays. Uh, I have a show called Blunt Force Wisdom that I do with my friends Sugar and Teal. Um, and that is also inconsistent, but we usually uh, get high as a Georgia pine and kind of make fun <laughs> of all of the craziness that's going on in the world. We talk about like life and relationships and stuff like that because we don't do any of that on the other shows. So it's a nice little checkout. Um, and I also do a UFC fight companion with uh, with Brother Wheezy from the What Is Truth podcast. Uh, and usually a couple other chuckleheads show up for that. We'll be doing that here in a few hours uh there's a a free fight night on espn tonight heck of a card looks pretty good and then we'll be back in two weeks for for uh ufc 296 i i have to start watching the ufc again Uh, when i when i uh made that correction that i spoke about earlier like i I went back to school and 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 i changed my career and i did i I just fell off of everything you know like so i i used to be a big ufc fan i still am but I, i don't know what the hell's going on Cause I'm not, I haven't watched in forever. Like I'm just now getting back into fantasy football. I'm, I'm at number six. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm the six seeded uh, team right now, just edged into the playoff spot. I need to win this week and possibly next week in order to make the playoffs, man. Once all you make right. the playoffs, it's all bets are off, right? That, that, that's all it is. So I'm just trying to get in there and then, and then figure out what's going to happen. But, uh, I'm I'm largely enjoying that. I want to get back into the UFC and watch that. I still watch professional wrestling. That's where mm-hmm. I came from, Steve. I don't know if you know that, but I I still watch that when I can, you know. And um, uh, I listen to AM Wake Up in the mornings when I'm working. You know, oh, that's yeah. dope. Uh, let's let's do it, man. Freeworld.fm. Make sure you guys get over there and uh, and see what's going on. Check out the dude Steve's uh, new show. It's on Fridays, 1 p.m. Eastern. Um, so go over there and, and, and check that shout shouts to, to Chris, uh, and, and everything he's got going on. He's on freeworld.fm as well. Um, Neil Sanders is also on freeworld.fm. We have to work him out, but he's going to be there, um, doing some shows, you know, Tony and Don and Charlie and, uh, Wayne McCroy, guard Goldsmith shouts to guard. How are you? Chris Graves. Um, the Knights of the Storm, we have to get them back up and running. There's so much, so much stuff that I have to do. Um, Jimmy Jean, right? He's Jimmy on there, Jean right? Jimmy Jean into the microcosm. Spoke to him yesterday doing his thing. Uh, Josh Corey, uh, everybody. Uh, love love everyone, and I loved everybody that listened. A lot of content today. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Mr. Poikinen, stay tuned. Okay? I mean, stay, stay, stay here. We're, you know, I want to talk to you in just a second, but thank you for coming on The Fringe. We appreciate you and everything you do. And everybody listening, man, don't burn down the place while I am gone. All right? Take it easy now. Bye-bye.